the discussion was is that um, you know we were going to talk about these things in the positive in the negative and um, really I got to looking at this in particular and thinking about uh, you know really when we talk about this idea of uh, darkness you know what's darkness well it's the absence of light and if you want to talk about chaos discontentment and all of the things that are opposite of peace it's the opposite of having that and um, some of these verses that we've got selected to talk about do deal with that. You know, I, I, you know me, I believe in providence and, you know, why things are a certain way. Well, you know, the discussion we had in Romans chapter 9 uh, this morning, I think, gives us some uh, ideas about, you know, how we can have that. Um the, some of the songs that were selected uh, today, you know, that, that there's a rainbow and the one we sang just a while ago, 212, talks about you can see it afar. Uh, you know, this this that we're promised, uh, you know, the, the rainbow here, uh, this life to come later, you can see that. Uh, but, you know, he puts it there, but do you have to look at it? You don't have to, do you? Do you have to focus on it? Do you have to adopt the good in it uh, to yourself? You don't have to. And and what we talked about, I think to a great degree, what we talked about in Romans chapter nine was this idea of choice. You know, we're we're saying here that um, we have a part to play here in this. Uh, there is a, you know, he he has given us. Um, this gift and, and and we want to talk about these fruits of the spirit so think about it in those terms with regard to these things because you know there's this gift of salvation all right he's given us a plan for that he's given us a vision of what that is he's told us that that's his purpose for us he's told us that's why we were put here to adopt that but do you have a choice to go along with this plan Or not? Yeah. Do you have a choice to adopt his purpose and take a view of that or not? And what I would say, you know, we focus on, you know, okay, here's the plan. He's A, B, C, D. I do these things. There's the gift. And it's just going to knock me in the head if I, you know, do these things right here. Well, you know, I, I think about, you know, when we think about this idea of choice, I think about, you know, I don't remember, there was some mafia movie, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. All right. Is that what God's doing here? Here's this gift. And like I say, think about it in terms of gifts of the Spirit or the gift of salvation, whichever it is. Is he going to knock you in the head with this, or do you need to adopt a vision of that? Do you need to grab a hold of that and make that a choice for you? Do you need to adopt that plan, adopt that purpose, and grab hold of that? Or is this just... There's... And bam! It's just going to knock me out. Right? That's not right, is it? And that's what we've been talking about to some degree when we come to this. You know, 
okay, I've been assigned, you know, chaos or discontentment or whatever, but, you know, if all else is done, you know, we'll, we're going to go through what it takes to have this and all this. But if you don't adopt the, if you don't adopt that, if you don't choose that, are you going to have it anyway? Is that how it's going to work? Okay, well, no. You know, so there's this active idea, I've got to choose that. And certainly we can look at it like, you know, you, you think in terms of, you know, um, different circumstances, I guess we can visualize. I, I was thinking in terms of like these uh, old Western movies, you know, you've got this guy who's this figure who needs redemption, you know, and he finally is taken in and he adopts the vision of the good guys and he's on the side of the good guys there and then you know towards the end the bad guys are chasing him and you know he's the one who's going to stay behind fend them off so y'all can be saved and he goes in it bravely he's made these choices and he's content with what he's faced with and we so we know what these things look like right we know what that contentment looks like and we think of it in a biblical sense Here's Jesus on the cross there, and here's Stephen suffering similar misery. Forgive them for no, not, they know not what they do. And that's that peace that passes understanding, isn't it? For, you know, the world looks at that and they're like, well, that's craziness. Okay, but did Jesus choose to adopt that? Did Stephen choose to adopt that? Was that a choice that they made? So if we find ourselves in chaos or discontentment, or we find ourselves in this opposite state. You know, we've talked about joy as well. We, we, talk, we find ourselves opposite of joy and peace. Now, when we talk about joy, we talk about these same things, and we'll see it in these same verses. We saw it in the verses where Gary uh, was going through these things. This idea of joy and peace... Um, You make that choice, but um, external circumstances. Do either of those things, from what you already know from Gary's lesson, from the lesson on joy, do your external circumstances, is that where that comes from? Either one of these things, do they come from your external circumstances? What's going on around you? Who's around you? What's happening? Who's sick? Who feels good? All that's, does, does either of these things, does either of these fruits of the Spirit come from those things? And so what we've discovered so far is they come from what? From the heart. Come on, there's more. Hope, faith, trust, Right? You you have to embrace those things, right? Those the only external circumstances I was thinking about joy that I found part of my lesson was the point that the apostles derived joy from seeing the spiritual success of others. Right. That that did bring them joy. Mm-hmm. But that, that wasn't the fruit of their their Right, because also tribulation and trial they had joy, right? And and when we go through this thing on peace, just like Gary just did, can you have peace, just like Stephen and Jesus did, 
in the midst of some terrible circumstances. So these things aren't dependent on our external circumstances. And, and what happens typically when we say, well, I'm just not getting any of that. Where, where do we place the blame? I see Miss Sanders. She's <laughs> yeah. That what we usually do is we put we go whoop, right? But well, I'm talking about this this piece that's talked about as a as a fruit of the spirit. You know, I I, I looked at those things like all right. Peace with God, and he hit on it very strongly. It, it, it talks about being harmonized with, okay? Well, that's being reconciled to is what that is, all right? My peace with God is being reconciled to him. My peace with you is the same exact thing. But this peace, this fruit of the Spirit, you know, we're supposed to be peaceful. This, You know, we're, there's a way that this looks, but this, this is kind of like joy, is it not? They're mentioned together all the time. Isn't that kind of like that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I think we need to remember that the fruit of the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit, however you want to refer to it, it's not just stuff that we do. And it's not even really stuff that we do at all. It's a mindset. There you go. It's the way we're thinking about things. And the question is, you know, if we're thinking about things in a way that's not according with God's Spirit, we're going to have strife. We're going to have terrible things happen from time to time but how do we deal with that and if we have the right mindset that he can give us mm-hmm. then, uh, then we'll be able to go through very challenging times with the peace that he affords and, and I can think of it like this as far as how it would look y'all think about this with me imagine that here's this set of bad external circumstances it's real bad and every, you know your group of folks there's ten folks in your group and y'all are all experiencing the same thing and nine of them are complaining, whining, oh, oh, you know, boy, howdy, this is awful. And one person is not. He hadn't said anything. Of course, you may not know, but, you know, if he seems all right, you know, you can kind of look at that. Now, he can also express something that's hard to understand by the folks looking on. And what's he going to say? What's that guy going to say if he's focused if his mindset is what Stephen just said, everybody's ho ho. What's this guy going to say in that circumstance? Come on. You know what he's going to say. You've heard it, those kind of things said before. This is going to be for God's good, for God's glory. Come on, y'all. We can, we, we're better than it. We can beat this, right? Isn't that what that guy is? He's the guy smiling and saying, oh, come on now. God's in charge here. Don't you know it? Cause, and how, does, how is he able to do that? Because that mindset Stephen talking about. Because he knows it. Right? That guy knows it. We could say he gets it. You know, he's adopted it. He's chosen it. Like we talked, you know, that, we've talked about that today. You know, he's made that his choice. We can't just choose the plan. We can't just choose the purpose, but we've got to choose that gift. You know, we've got to choose what this is 
like Stephen said, it's a it's it's a mindset. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right, and that's what I say. You could see those manifestations. Sometimes they're somewhat passive. Most of the time, we don't recognize it in somebody else, except for when they're active. You know, when they're put into actions. You know, I can't see it as readily. And you know, let's say we're talking about Stephen being stoned. Now, you know, I could look at him, and he could just have this face. It seems to. You know, he's accepting this, and why isn't he screaming and hollering, and why isn't he complaining, and why isn't he cussing me right now? I could, I could, that would be one way, but he actually puts it into practice, and so I can see it. I've got a record of it. I know it now, but he could know it without saying it, right? He could have that peace without making that statement that made it evident to me, and that's what we're talking about, right? It, it, it doesn't. It needs to be manifested. It needs to be shared. We need to have that idea that we're gonna we're gonna try to share this. We're gonna try to make this contagious. We're gonna use this to sell what we got here, right? right. But you can just have it. Well, I'm just, but you. Sometimes I feel like we want to say that this is all just maybe on the inside. Okay, well I, I am yeah. suffering in my mind, or I am kind in my mind. But when, <laughs> you know, then I don't do it. Right. Well, if you do the opposite of it, yeah, yeah. If you do the opposite, and and so you can't say I, I'm I'm experiencing peace on the outside when I'm experiencing discontent and expressing that on the outside. Go ahead, Steve. I mean, you can almost talk about it in terms of the state of my mind because we all have a mindset. Everybody has a mindset. And regardless of where you come from, everybody has a bias. Everybody has a bias that we're trying to overcome. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. So the actions that we take are going to be manifestations of the mindset that we have. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, by a man's actions, his heart known. I'm paraphrasing that. I'm yeah. totally, but, but you get what I mean is that you know, out of the treasuries of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. Right. And so you've got the condition of your heart, you've got the mindset that you have now, and we're working to change our mind, to allow our mind, our thinking to be changed, mm-hmm. to fit with the way God wants us to think. Okay. That's really what it comes down to. Everything else, our actions uh, toward each other, our actions uh, you know, toward God, our actions in the world, um, that's all going to be governed by the state of mind that we're in. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I wanted to do, and I appreciate y'all being patient, is get us in this mindset because typically what we do is we go through the plan. And that's what I'm about to do. Go through the plan. This, okay, this is what you do. You know, cause we start, this is how we do this. You know, we, we start out and we go poop, 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 poop. And I'm gonna, I'm fixing to do that. We're gonna do that. But you can't do that effectively without understanding You've got to choose not only that list, but you've got to embrace that gift. You've got to embrace, I actually want that, just like I want salvation. I got to want these fruits of the Spirit. I got to, I got to want this stuff. 
I've got to adopt that purpose that he's given for me, that plan. You know, it's not just the boom, 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 the plan. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and and we can't forget though that it's not one of those things. <laughs> I'm, you know, you don't want to go to the Lord and say, "Well, I did that. I did that too, and it just never. I just didn't get it. Somehow it didn't come to me. You know, it's not. You know, you still got to get it. You still got to choose it, right? And that's, you know, these things are results of these choices, but we can't stop somewhere on this, you know, we can't just go down this list and not have embraced that. You know, this idea of desiring that or adopting that purpose and adopting these gifts as, you know, my goal is the same as his goal. He's given us this list so we can reach it, and we need to be looking at it. You know, it's just like, do I see a rainbow or do I just see the storm clouds in the muddy ditch? You know, I can still work off a checklist. Okay, well, it rained. I planted. I'm good. Okay, we're good. You know, but I don't, you know, if you don't see the good, if you're not looking for the good, it's going to be really hard to find. You know, you, you need to be looking over here and, yeah, do the list. But anyway, I appreciate your patience with that. And uh, what I found is probably the same thing. Gary found, if you look the word peace up, you're going to be overwhelmed. These are just some some picks that I made out of what was in there to kind of talk about some of these phrases or uses or how this thing's used and and what we see in it. And I'm going to just go down through in, in kind of a bullet point way, and we're going to talk some of these verses. You'll need your Bibles because the questions will be about the context. Usually, you know, we're we're picking out a verse. But I want you to look at the context. It's kind of like that Romans 14 that was up there. You know, we know the context of Romans 14, what that is. And so that piece that you have in there, he's talking about, you know, look, this stuff that's um, not required, these choices, these opinions, these leftover biases that may not be part of what you have to get rid of. Don't let those things cause problems. Keep your mind on these big picture items, righteousness and peace and love. Keep your mind on those things, and, and all this other stuff's going to work out. All right. So giving peace, if you'll turn with me, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through this, and we're going to look at the mechanics of it. Um, and we're going to go as far as we can go. And I'm not going to keep you after. All right. John 14, 23 through 29. Um, let's see. Uh, Robert, would you read that for us out loud? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him and... We will come to him and make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine. The fathers who sent me, but the fathers who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. 
peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. And do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You have heard that I said to you, I go away, and I will come to you. If you love me, you will have rejoiced, because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. Okay. And just some simple questions. How does he give peace? And we're, of course, what's it, what's it say? Just we're just going to look at these little verse groups and see what the answer is in these little groups of verses without leaving. Yeah, yeah. And what do we do with it? Keep it. That's right. Knowing it. Well, just knowing it, do it. Having some mental knowledge of it. you got to keep it. All right? So uh, how do we receive this? In other words, you know, we talked about this idea of choice. Is there something in here that tells us how to make this choice, you know? I think in verse 27... He doesn't give us this peace in the way that the world gives it. Okay. Which to me means, it makes me think of the fact that if you go out there in the world and you try to seek for wisdom and man's wisdom about having peace in your heart, oftentimes the answer you're going to get is, well, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about you know, guilt. You shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't feel like you've done something wrong. You're okay. You're good as you are. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not true peace. And we're not going to get God's peace and so, uh, in that way. And so Jesus gives us peace in a different way, in, in an appreciation for the peace that, that he can bestow upon us. That, you know, I see God's peace in power. Most, the world sees God's peace in compromise. You notice that? You know, the, the way the world wants to look at these things is completely like Stephen said, contrary to how I mean the world would tell you try to control your external circumstances, not necessarily control your feelings or you know it, it's not that you know, but um, that's exactly right. I mean this idea that this peace is not going to be understood by the world, they're also not going to have a remedy that matches what God's is. Their remedy's not going to look like his. Um, so, um, say as well, Mark. By the way, that's that's why we see people when when they're being encouraged to follow the right way. What's the world going to tell them? Is oh, well, those people are being judged. They're judging you. So you right. Can that in your life. Yeah. So, so the world tells us to treat relationships as if they're disposable. Yeah. Well, and you know. And this result, of, what, what would you say is the result of his giving this? It's back in, I, I think it's in 27. I think that's what it can be. If, in other words, if if he gives it and you embrace it, 
what should the result be? Maybe that was a better way to ask the question. What should the result be? If, if, if he's giving it and you're grabbing it, what should the result be? Yeah, that's that's what I would say. I see. All right, and this this term be at peace. Um, all right, turn to Romans twelve. Uh, you're going to need to be there. All right, and I'll read verse eighteen. All right. It says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Um, when you look at what's in the immediate context here, kind of be looking there. When you read that context, kind of above and below this verse, are the, and this is kind of goes back to what we just finished saying, are these instructions easy? I see some head shake. <laughs> Are they normal? Or would they fit our definition of normal out here in the world? No. Are they mainstream? No. I mean, so you, you see what's in the context of this and uh, realize that this piece is going to require some out-of-the-normal, out-of-this-world thinking. This term, go in peace. Uh, again, please turn to Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. And y'all, y'all are such a good group. Uh, I think you can pretty quickly look and see who we got here. Luke 7, I'm going to just read verse 50. And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. All right. And just kind of look up there a few verses. Um, maybe 44 will remind you where we are. Um, how far from peace was this woman? And this let go ahead. Yeah. What do you think was in her that made peace possible? Not in Jesus. What was in her that made peace possible? Repentance. When look at the actual act. And tell me what that act tells you. Tells you about her faith. Does it scream humility to anybody else? She knows her condition. Correct. Correct. And and I guess what I'm asking is that part of this idea of us having peace with him. And having this peace that passes understanding, this fruit of the Spirit, possessing it, putting it in action, what's going to need to be in you to make that even possible? It's not just that you're going to, hey, I want that, and hey, I'll do this. 
But what's what you gonna what's what's gonna have to be in you? What you're gonna have to adopt here? Some of the things that was in her that you recognize there. This humility, this recognition of the need. Like Wanda said, this idea of repentance. I gotta change some things, I gotta do different. Gotta recognize who we are and where we are. Alright? This this term having peace. Um, this is kind of my biggest section. Cause that's what, you know, we want to have it. Alright. Uh John sixteen thirty three. Um These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Alright? What are the two prerequisites to peace found in this verse? What are the two things... Well, how about let me say it another way. There's something in uh there's something that he does and there's something that you do. How, uh, let me rephrase. There's something you do and there's something he he does. What did he do? Huh? Well, he the big V, he's the winner, he's the victor, right? He overcame, all right? He's the winner. All right? What do I do in this verse? There you go. There you go. Um, so this idea of this idea of taking courage, you know, just like he pointed out, is meekness weakness? No, it's gentleness. Is this idea? Uh, I mean. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is this peace for sissies. <laughs> it's not. You got to take courage. Take heart. Yeah. Um, you know, and what's the message of that? Be of good cheer, or take. When I think of Stephen and Jesus in those moments of suffering, when they're able to grab a hold of that like that, is that a is that an easy thing? You know, because he's saying, in the world you have tribulation, and mine says comma, but take courage. You know, she says take heart. You say be of good cheer. Is that the time when that's easy? Negative. It's not. So. Remember those two things, because that's part of this having peace. And I'll tell you that. Wrong, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to point out in yeah. context. Let's remember we're in a part of John where he is. You know, Judas is gone. He's prepping the other apostles for their work. And so, I mean, a big point that I think we need to remember is that this takes preparation. This is training to have a proper, you know, so that when those things happen, you you get through them. Right. Because of what God has thrown inside you. And not just get through them like, you know, yeah, that's true. 
not just get through them, but get through them with the mindset of a winner. You know, you know. Right now, I'm surrounded in a tornado. I'm the winner. You know, that, that thing's not bothering me. I'm going to be okay. God's on my side. That's that's a hard. That, you know, like you say, it takes it takes some preparation. It's just not going to come to you all of a sudden. It's going to take some preparation. And if you want to see. Romans seemed to be the best place I saw to find out where you're going to have this peace. Uh, it was just, and I didn't near about get them all on here. It's just section after section after section. You know, if you're struggling with this, I'd get covered up in the book of Romans. It's a really good place to go to see where to have this if you're having trouble having it. Uh, Mm-hmm. He needed more faith or more belief or whatever, you know, to be able to have that peace. Right. And and that's and obviously you know, to to me this is one of those things where we can look kinda of in this mirror, okay, well where am I in these things? Okay, well every time trial comes or every time some difficulty comes, am I able to embrace this peace that I've been shown, it's a fruit of the spirit. Do we have we already talked about that this is part of maturing? You know, we're all at different levels. We're all trying to run down this trail. We're trying to get these things. We're trying to do these things. But once in a while, if you're doing this self-examination, when's the best time to do it? When things are going good? No, when things are yeah, when you're when you're struggling a little bit, just Look in that mirror and go, man, okay, I need to work on this. And maybe, you know, if this is one of the places, if you're having trouble, having peace in these difficult times, maybe Romans is a great place to go because I found that there's a lot of remedy for that in here. Because, you know, it's about this hope, faith, peace. You know, if you can grab a hold of that hope, that's one of the, you know, if you're going to put legs on a stool, that's one of the legs on the stool that'll hold you up here. Alright. Uh, this will probably be the last one we get. I'm sorry. Um, Romans 5, 1 through 5. Y'all probably ahead of me. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Um, you, you don't seem to be struggling with uh, ailments. Why don't you read that for me? Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. The hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who, who was given to us. Okay. And my question here is, is there a part of this that seems out of place? We're talking. We're talking about having peace. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, you go to the world for a remedy for any of this, and what are you going to get? You are not going to get the right answer. Because to the world, none of this makes sense. 
you know, on the point of perseverance, you brought up <coughs> Jesus and you brought up Stephen. And I think, you know, one thing that may be good as well, you look at their lives and you look, what the, look at what they did. Jesus would set aside time, even after a day full of working hard, uh, to spend time in private prayer mm-hmm. with his Father. And, you know, we make the point, he didn't have any sense to be forgiven. So we know that wasn't what, what he was talking about. Right. Um, you think of Jesus in the garden. What is he doing? He's preparing for the task that's ahead, that's going to be the work of his life. And then, you know, with, with Stephen, his boldness and his willingness to stand. You know, th- there's a lot of things that we can look at in those examples to, to help us persevere. Because that's really what it's talking about. Perseverance is just, you know, having this, this, this idea that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to just wait and just hope that I react in the right way at the right time. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I lay down that foundation in my soul so that I'm ready. All right. I'm gonna probably wrap it up right. This is kind of one of the things I didn't want us to skip for sure, but um I'm gonna just pick out verse eight. Finally, brethren, whatever this is Philippians four. Finally and it's already been read. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. If there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, comma, what? Dwell on those things. And if you're struggling finding this peace that's described in this book, there you go, right? That's one, that's, that's a practical I mean just an exercise of thought make that determination um, there's one more I came across it because uh, you know want us to understand that you know we're talking about different things as we go through you know this word is not used to describe the same thing all the time uh, we came across this idea of opposing peace. If the house is worthy, give it your blessing of peace. This is God, uh, Jesus making instruction to his disciples. But if it's not worthy, take back your blessing of peace. Whoever does not receive you nor heed your words, as you go out of that house or city, shake the dust off your feet. Then you go further down in the chapter. Um, do not think that I uh, came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I came to set man against his father and daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be members of his own household. Now is that an external set of circumstances that the world would say is a breeding ground for peace internally? Hardly. Hardly. So what we need to do is reconcile again, go back again, and realize you cannot depend on your external circumstance. He has told you that you're going to have the opposite of peace in your external circumstances. The opposite. And yet, this is what we're supposed to, who you're supposed to be. So... Think about this. Let's skip the first one. Why is peace being opposed? 
Why is it? He promises that all these things are for our good. Do you believe it? So why is it these things are going to happen? Are they for our good? What does he tell us? I see Mr. Gary nodding his head. Romans 2.9 There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil and the Jew first and also the Greek. And what we're going to find Romans 2.10 But glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In these two verses is he talking about the here and now? Or the hereafter. He's talking about the He's talking about the hereafter. What I'm telling you is be careful as you go through these things. Look in what peace is, look what peace is being promised. Embrace the ones that are this gift. Embrace the one that's after and embrace the one that's now. Is there a peace that's after? We just read it. Is there a peace that's now? We've been reading it all day. There's both. And you embrace those as that gift and make them, make them your goal. They're His goal for you. Grab a hold of those things. And He's giving you a plan. Check that plan off. But don't just look at that thing like that. Look at this thing over here and just go like that. <laughs> you know, Im- it's that hope. It's that embracing, that trusting that that's going to happen. And like I say, it's, it's, it's a leg for the stool that you can sit on now that holds up that. Okay. Can I make a Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated that he had the proper order in terms of peace because I think we get our priorities mixed up sometimes. We get really busy <coughs> worrying and working on everybody else before we look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big mistake that we make. We gotta, I've got to have peace with God. I've got to be in the right mindset before I can ever really truly help others. Yeah. And we could talk about, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm out of time, but. You know, this idea of be angry and sin not, what's that talking about? Is that talking about temporarily losing this peace? Turning loose of this? Because the being angry, what's it at? It's not at God. It's not with your fellow man. What What is the angry that God is, the angry that we're to be? What is that? Angry at what? It's wickedness, the sin, right? So remember, I mean, and of course, I could just grab this, but it, it, I like, I like, I always kind of like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, 